Discussion of horror, cult films, and cinema. This is that country. The science family. Want a date? You better give yourself a golly t-shirt, buddy. My name is Warren. His name was Jason. I don't remember asking you a goddamn thing. Call me his name. The blackest eyes. Keep away. That's always mine. With your host, Loki Jesse. Cap dead. Details later. And Tim. Be my victim. Yeah, I was. Oh, God. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Troglodyte Podcast. I am Loki Jesse. Hey, guys. It's Tim. Tim, how how much are you enjoying that new intro? I fucking love it. I, I like, seriously, like. It's so sick. I know I said in the previous episode how I may do alternate takes, but I think I'm just going to be lazy and just leave it like that. That's fine. I mean, you know how a little bit of um, inside baseball here? It's hard to find good clips because uh-huh. then you, sometimes you have to like watch like the whole clip and then feel like, like even if it's just like three seconds, you have to get that it just right and then to mix it well. Yeah, because like I don't know, it's like gonna. Anyway. I got, I got you, I got you. But um, did you um recognize the the beginning of it? Yeah. Okay, make it sure. Well, I don't know. If, I don't know if you remember no, if it was a Joker. Paying attention. Okay, okay, you're paying attention. Good, good boy. Um, I know. What don't say that. <laughs> what is wrong with you? I'm sorry. So, um, today we're gonna t- today. Um, I made Tim uh, watch an episode of Saturday Night Live, and he's gonna- and we're gonna review it. <laughs> nah, it was. You know, did you ever see, see that clip I sent you of Conan O'Brien? Uh, yes, yes, I did. The ginger? Yes. <laughs> I love Conan But the Ryan. ginger, no! <laughs> oh my god, that's so funny. <laughs> I cried. So. There's also other clips where, like, he's done it where he's, like, talking to some guy that's writing a book. Yeah. And they're like, what the? Ginger, no! Even Tom Hanks. <laughs> yeah. They did a Tom Hanks one Oh my god! Okay, I'm done making myself laugh. So, Tim, how are you today? I had, I'm doing I, fucking good, man. Can't complain. That's good, man. I mean, I always can, right? But I'm, yeah, well, I, I, I always complain. complain. Well, no, no, not when you're not when you're on my dime <laughs> or on go. my water. There you go. Wow! Oh, wow! Shit, man! It's the wow. Look at the time has gone by so fast. <laughs> but okay. Let's get into this today. Continuing our double feature of Johnny Depp from last episode. Um, today is your pick, and you chose Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. Yes. Ignore this terrible drug. Yeah. Pretend it's not happening. Fire! Well, Duke, on the list. Free lunch, final wisdom, total coverage. Right, six, you in. Six, you in. Two, 
I have my attorney. With me? And I realize that his name is not on that list, but we must have that suite. Yes, we must have that suite. What's the score here? This is the first time I've seen it. Uh, me too. What? Yeah. You're such a huge Johnny Depp hard on, and you never seen this one? <laughs> no. Wow. <laughs> Damn, well. I'm I I I I've heard so much about this film. I just Me too. never uh, it, seen it. It was it was in the back of my head for a while. Um uh I I knew I had known about Johnny Depp's relationship with Hunter S. Uh, Thompson. Yeah. And how they were friends because of this movie. Yeah. I never knew anything about um Hunter S. Thompson. Until this movie. Okay. And I'm like, wow, I kind of wish I didn't know. Well, now I know of him. Yeah. But I kind of wish I knew more of him. But. Yeah, I, I went on a bit of a, like, um. You went down the rabbit hole of Thompson? Yeah, I went on a bit of a rabbit hole of Thompson. Yeah, uh, me too. And I, I found some interesting quotes from uh, specifically uh, an actor. But let, let's get into it. Do, do your thing, and then we'll, okay. we'll get into it. So, uh, Fear and Loading in Las Vegas stars um, Tim's um, greatest actor he's ever known and seen on the big screen and small screen, um, Johnny Depp. Yeah. Uh, Johnny Depp plays a journalist, Rory Duke. Yeah, D- Duke, along with his lawyer, uh, Doctor Gonzo, played by um the great and wonderful Benicio del Toro, who doesn't get that much recognition, and he's so above Johnny Depp. There, I said it. Um, okay. <laughs> um, they decide to spend a weekend in Vegas and search. Oh, so. Raul is gonna use his. Uh, he has he's a he's a journalist, so he got hired to uh, to write down the story for the border cross, four hundred dirt bike race, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, Duke and Gonzo use this as an excuse to go to Vegas, and get you know get shit faced drunk and do hallucinogenics and stuff, and. Yes, they're doing it under the guise of a press pass, and shit goes crazy. And and then when Deb thinks that his lawyer has left him, um, he tries to hightail it out of Vegas. But then he realizes he can't leave, and then he calls his lawyer to get some advice. Gonzo tells him that like, didn't you get my letter? Like I got you to st- to like be a journalist at this other hotel in Vegas about um. Uh, anti-drug death and so they go back to vegas they keep doing more drugs and stuff and it's it's a crazy film and the film ends with basically um dr gonzo getting on his plane to go to another something and that finishes his story and then drives off into the sunset and while um the rolling stones plays in the background jumping jack flash so so much in this film, so much to discuss. Um, Tim, on this one, you really had to sell this to me because I totally 
I like bonkers stuff as much as the next person, but uh-huh. this is really bonkers. Uh, oh God, I gotta admit, I did not fully grasp this movie much. Okay. I don't know if it's because it was a drug thing or it, it definitely not a Depp thing, not a Johnny Depp thing. But it was just all over the place. I mean, it just felt like a like a loose narrative and a running narrative, I guess you could say. Like, what did you take it? Like, how many times? Wait, I watched it once. Once, okay. Yeah. I saw this three times. Really, the first time to under the first time to see it, the second time to understand it, and the third time to have it in the background while I was mixing and editing, okay. just so I could see notice some things while I'm you know working and other you know multitasking. So I saw this one three times, and I'm still don't quite grasp it. I mean, so like you said, like this is um, part of uh, this is uh, based on the book by uh, Hunter S. Thompson, and he was the pioneer of what what has been known as gonzo journalism. Yeah, which is basically where the the journalist is is in the thick in the weeds. You know, discussing, you know, going through an experience and just reporting, like his take, his first-hand take of it. Yeah, like the first time he did this was when he was with, like the he was hanging around the Hell's Angels for a while. Was it? Hell's I, Angels. I, yes, yes. So, so I'm not surprised that you didn't get it. Yeah, or it's not that. It's not. I'm not, I'm not surprised that you didn't get it. A lot of people didn't fucking get this movie, so. When I say I went on a rabbit hole, I went on a rabbit hole. I loved this movie. Okay. Um, so I have a, a little quote, something for you. So it's two bags of grass, 75 uh, pallets of mescaline, uh, five sheets of high-powered acid, a salt shaker full of half full of cocaine, and a... A whole galaxy multicolored uppers, downers, laughers, and screamers. <laughs> also, a quart of tequila, a quart of rum, a case of beer, and a pint of raw ether, and two dozen amlies? 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 I don't know. Amlies? Amlies. Ambien? Ambiums? No. It's A M Y L S. Amlies, or whatever the fuck it is. Um. So, the reason, so this movie was supposed to be made. So, so let's get, let's get into the movie, but let's get into a different one before this. So, it's called, I believe it's, so where the Buffalo Buffalo's Rome. Yeah, with uh, Bill Murray. Yes. Uh, same person. Uh, supposed to be the same person. Uh, Bill Murray is playing this um, uh, character named Duke. Right. Right. And and uh, you're pretty much getting a sense of, like, this guy was high all the time and was the absolute worst at narrating <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck was happening because he was so high. So everything that we're seeing in the movie 
is um pretty much uh what he is trying what he's seeing and he's writing down so he always had a recorder with him right and he was telling himself and we see in the movie in both movies he's always kind of like you got me right um so where the buffaloes roam was a commercial flop totally completely uh no one liked it um, but it did something to Bill Murray. And it was something, and it's just kind of a little bit of a backstory. So uh, he, when he found out that Johnny Depp was going to be making, uh, was doing uh, La, um, uh, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas, he went up to him and he went, you be careful with this character because you'll find yourself doing it for the next 10 years. And I think that is a very fucking crazy thing for Bill Murray to say. Because if you've ever watched this movie, every single character that Bill Murray has ever fucking done is where the buffaloes are. I'm gonna, it, we're it, probably going to have to put this in our queue to watch because this is kind of interesting. Uh, I, 1980. I don't know by this time how famous Bill Murray was. But I would love to actually, and I'm only mentioning this so that that way we can actually go back and check this out. Um, but if it was 1980, this was like way before, like the pop of Bill Murray or the Ghostbusters Bill Murray. Yeah, totally way this before. Is Caddyshack. Oh yeah, uh, Stripes. So, uh, uh, I think we would want to put this kind of on the queue. Watch this movie and then compare this movie to every other person that Bill Murray's done. <laughs> because he says that this movie pretty much uh, not only made him, but destroyed him and became like he's pretty much done a version of of Duke for the most of his life. And that means that for all the 80s, he was doing Duke. Yeah. Because... Oh, I don't know. Little Shop of Horrors. I, I think he gets a pass on that one. That one's fine. Scrooge. But the man who knew too little. Uh, Scrooge. What about Bob? Yeah. Groundhog Day. Groundhog's Day. Kingpins. Uh, well, Kingpin. Yeah. Uh, oh, and your favorite, your favorite Bill Murray of all time, uh, Space Jam. Space Jam's oh, definitely. Uh, I would like to actually. So this is before we even get to the fucking movie, which is. Uh, um, by the way, so uh, lo- uh, loathing, fear and loathing in, in in Las Vegas was an absolute fucking nightmare to make. Apparently, yeah. But people loved it. Like the people that 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 did it loved it. Um, I mean, so. Well, like I said, this came the a uh, long established friendship. Came b- between Depp and uh, Thompson for yeah. this film. Yes, because um, I think who did they want before they got? Um, so they Depp? they had a couple people. I think they wanted um, Malkovich before Depp. Right, right. But they were trying to get someone who was kind of in their thirties or like a little younger, more or less, and and they kept grab they kept getting someone and then they kept aging out of that so then they went to build so i think they were like okay well the buffaloes roam right and they did that 
And then they were like, okay, maybe we can get Bill Murray again. Then it's like, well, Bill Murray's too old now. And then I think they wanted, there was something in between Bill Murray and then Malkovich. And then Malkovich was too old. So then they went to Johnny Depp. And before they had, um, they had, I think it was the days, if not maybe weeks before Thompson took away the rights to make the movie. Because uh, he was getting sick of it already. The, well, they, yeah. They, like they it were, wasn't developed in hell for like they, a while. They, they kept changing directors on him. Yeah. That's in the... Like aside from his his character of the Duke, yeah, I'll just say the Duke. It's more easier to say than Raul. Um, the director process was like a you know a revolving door, just yeah. the same as it so, was with the uh, def- definitely. So the they had, I think Thompson and uh, Depp had already pretty much gone to the thing of like Terry Gilliam was gonna yeah. direct it, and then I believe Universal was trying to get someone else to direct it. Right. And then that became a whole fucking problem in itself because Universal had already offered it to someone else. I don't remember who was the one that it had gotten offered to, but then uh, I think Thompson and Depp pretty much was like lobbying for Terry, so it became a whole problem. And then, uh, so this movie's a fucking nightmare. Yeah, Uh, it it is. Because like going back to the casting, like originally... Like they they thought of Nicholson and Martin Brando. There we and, go. Yeah, and, Nicholson and and bro. Then they they and, grew out. And then they then they thought of Dan Aykroyd and John Belushi. And then John Belushi died. And then there was then there was uh John Malkovich. Yeah. And then then from Malkovich they went to um John Cusack, which I I don't see John Cusack in this role. Yeah. I don't I I I, I don't. No, I'm listen not to be a full dick writer, but Johnny Depp is perfect for this fucking thing. Johnny Depp is Cusack is more. Oh my god! Crying the crying the uh, crying the uh, the, rain? Uh, the rain holding a boombox. Well, no, like you know, and also like you know, with a pen. Yeah. You know, like he told her he loved her, and you know, she broke his heart, and she gave him a pen. Yes. I love that movie. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's an RQ. Um, but I, I'm like Depp was pretty is good in this film like as, I love it. As, I, so, as much as I like to give you flack for it or like you know be a anti-Johnny Depp like he really was good I mean like the way again like comparing him to like our previous film uh, Ninth Gate uh-huh. like excuse me his way of speech is totally different I mean like he like the way that, that I guess the warning that Bill Murray gave him about like you know not to let this role control you. Yeah. Like he literally like every role he does, he's always doing something to his voice. I'll just say it like that. Yeah. But if you think about it, is Jack Spiral just a pirate version of Duke? Uh huh. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know because like you know Jack's. I see more of a Jack. I see, I see Duke Morris. Okay, so Jack Sparrow is more like of a just of a drunk Duke, only drunk, no substance, substance, 
and you know duke is basically a jack sparrow but with the drugs and the beer and all this other stuff and the pressure of you know of, of i don't know i i it's just like he depp has always from the times that i started paying attention to johnny depp from yeah. the 2000s because that's basically like where he exploded more like he's always been around but um his voice has always been changing like in, yeah from, I got you. from the like like well comparing you know, going starting with the fear and loading and then jumping to um sleepy hollow where he kind of had that meek modest voice and then jumping to like jack sparrow where he was kind of like all the drunk voice and oh and then when he you know charlie and chocolate factory you know it's like you know next tone michael jack michael jackson voice <laughs> and then um that's and then, funny. like jumping forward to Tusk, that's true. Where, well, yeah, Tusk, where he does like the the French guy Lafonk voice. Le Funk. So, like, so I'm curious to know if you noticed the visuals in this movie. Yeah, and I mean like the directing style. Yes, some of them. Well, yeah, like give me an example. So or like, or, or I can point one out. Every time they were on a different drug. Okay. The lens and or the or the way that it was being directed or or uh, fo- like um what's the word um uh but photographed or okay. whatever the fuck what the was different. Yes, that's true. I did read out about that because like you know every because that's one thing that people the the test screenings or the audiences said that like every time the visuals changed when he was taking the substance, mm-hmm. people were saying that's exactly how it is when I'm on this drug. Yeah. And so there's a different way of uh, this. There was like a obstruction, or, or the or a, the um, the screen would grow bigger, or there was a haze on the screen, or you would see things in the background. Yeah, it was more frantic every time he would do a different drug, and I thought that was fucking badass. I didn't really notice that until um until when he was taking all those drops of that one. Okay, the thing. ether. The, yeah, no, not the ether. Um, the acid. Yeah, the acid. You know, like that's after they uh, they kick out. Um, that's after they kick out Christina Ricci, and then she's and then the uh, Gonzo's on the phone with her, and then the Depp is right there taking drops after drops after drops, and like the way he's doing it is real funny, but then like he's trying to start, you know, losing it. Yeah, I gotcha. That part, but also the when they're at the the circus carnival, that was pretty trippy. Yeah. Um, especially the carousel. Yeah, that was fucking badass. Uh, what were they on? I think they were on ether by that point. I think so too. Um, <laughs> I thought it was um one part that was kind of funny. You know, that's not actually the circus. Uh, circus. They set up a different um hotel because the circus circus didn't let them record <laughs> in the thing. Of uh, course, it was fucking weird, dude. It's what well, it's Vegas, dude. Like it's weird. Like you know, they now they want to be like a fam family tourist attraction. When, uh, yeah, life is weird. Yeah, but there's like so many. <laughs> oh my god! The <laughs> jumping ahead when they're at the, when he's trying to check into the the hotel with all the cops. Oh yeah, that's just funny. And then the wife is crying, and then the that was I didn't under, I didn't realize that, but like that was um Stabler 
mm-hmm. the bellboy from a Law and Order Special Victims Unit. <laughs> that is oh. oh, okay. Jumping ahead of like, um, what's his name? Uh, Toby McGuire with the long hair. <laughs> oh, dude. So, so even that, um, was a fucking nightmare. Yeah. Uh, he didn't want to shave his fucking hand. So when you notice it, though it, it doesn't come off as, uh, weird. Cause you're already thinking, well, Johnny Depp and, uh, Venicio del Toro's characters are unreliable narrators, right? Yeah. So you see, like, you see Toby Maguire with, like, a different style of hair every time they turn to him. And it's fucking funny. But it kind of goes with the like you like you said that they're unreliable narrators, so yeah. it's kind of you know they're already drugging this, so like we're seeing them as how oh, they see it. Yeah, it's bad country. Oh god, you have no idea how hard it was to get that little audio clip. Really, but that's besides the point. That's um, <laughs> then he actually kills one. Yeah, but okay, all the cameos in this film were pretty surprising. At least some of the ones that I recognize. Yeah. And then the ones that like, I found out about. But I thought he killed the waitress. I thought they I, did too. Because he puts a knife in her chest or he kind of, I don't know. Like, yeah. I, I Was that blood? Did that, it's a know. fucking weird, like, whole ass thing, right? Of like. Everything's weird. Like, what was the meaning of this film? Like, nothing. The, there the, is no meaning. There is no meaning. They the, kept saying the American the, 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 dream. The American dream, but they're high. The, it, the, the thing is not trying to find a meaning to the film. The thing is just watching it. But, like, okay, so, like, I. Not. Re- yeah, I kind of read. Kind of read this thing where it's kind of like. It's kind of like. Yes, thank you, Tim. Um. Tim, just drop one of my statues. Sorry. You're going to have to pick... <laughs> oh, wow. You didn't get afraid of that roach. Where? Ah. That's already gone. Um, so... I know, that's my train of thought. Okay, so I read this thing... Yes. ...where it was kind of like a summary... Like, not summary... It was kind of a take on the film where it was kind of like this was done in the early 70s. And he was talking about... Yes, this was written in the early 70s. So, like, you know, like, his search for the American dream was because, like, everything was changing in the 70s. And I kind of pointed this out a few times when it comes to cinema, where things get more gritty and real. Where everything was all, like, you know, all wholesome, good triumphs over evil. The family sits together, you know, people going to church, you know, all this stuff. And then come the 70s. The 70s comes around, and then the gritty realism of the world, like, sinks in with everything, you know, like, not just in film, but, like, just, like, the world in general, you know, that there's more civil rights movement, people that are speaking up, like, everything just totally changes, you know, like, there's no families aren't sitting at the dinner table no more, you know, now science is coming more forward in its, you know, in its studies, so it challenges religion, and... All these other things. Yeah. It's like the, the realism, the grittiness of it all. And then you see, and then, again, like, that they're searching for the American dream because everything's changing as it's, as the 70s begins. Like, it's, he, he, it's like he somehow foretold 
all this stuff that was happening. You know, he kind of felt it with all the drugs that he was on. Uh-huh. He just felt it. And it makes sense. If they would have given the film, like, that kind of a piece or that kind of a direction, I would have got it. But I just didn't get it. Well, because the, the, the book is like that. Yeah. Uh, uh, it was, it was weird. Yeah. The, the, uh, a lot of people couldn't do this movie because it started fast and it fucking did a bunch of shit and then it just petered off. Yeah, it did. It did. Cause like it, it, like you said, it starts fast. Like, you know, like they're right in the car and yeah, they pick up the hitchhiker. A bunch of like little things. And then they have to like tell the hitchhiker. The hitchhiker is basically the audience. Yeah. So he kind of has to recap to the audience, you know, everything, you know, why they're on this trip. And then, you know, the hitchhiker leaves. So now, like, us as an audience are, you know, seeing them now that we were already explained. Yeah. It, I, but, I mean, to to most people's, like, joy, I'm at the... There wasn't a lot of changes uh, from the screenplay, uh, from the book to the screenplay. I mean, yeah, uh, maybe a couple of stuff, but um, even Thompson himself said that like this movie is fucking like the best they could have done. Yeah, with his writing. But okay, no, wait. One thing aside, um, was that his actual car, or that was like a, a replica of his car? That was a replica because um, he um, like the behind the scenes one, well, yeah. For depth, when he was like uh, learning the character, and you know he bought he he drove the guy's car, and yeah. he let the he let Hunter drive his car yeah. for a week or something. Yeah, and that he was no, actually, they lived together. Yeah, he was actually wearing his clothes. And yeah, he shaved his he head. Shaved his head. He let the Hunter as Tom says like shave his head. And like uh, Johnny Depp went into this character. Yeah, he went. They think he went full method. Or he was just like he just like. Oh, there was maybe a, like a partial thing. Yeah, I think Johnny Depp's always liked going into like uh, his characters. Uh, I don't think he's ever really gone full method though. Mm-hmm. But um, I think maybe you know we can call it a, a half method. Yeah, because it's again like he feel like um, because according to Bill Murray, like he hasn't like it took him ten years to get out of the the character. Of Hunter or the Duke, and it feels like that kind of like what I said at the beginning. Like he was able to like come out of the character right away to jump into his next film, and I forget what his next film was, yeah. but it was the complete opposite uh, of what he was, did. It was just um, it, that was that was Murray being a shithead and just being like careful to not get ki- like typecast. Yeah, because I'm mean, least be completely honest with you, like. It, he's he's been typecast as like that guy, right? Yes. The the angry, loud, drunk, obnoxious, obnoxious, womanizer, womanizer, petty. That's that's just selfish. That's selfish. Sure. Are you talking to me? Mean spirit. <laughs> no, you're not mean spirit. Well, the next one, you're a free spirit. That they've done was probably Johnny Depp's. Uh, Worst nightmare now. Are you talking about the lowest point in his life? Oh, the Rum Diaries? Yeah. Before he met her. Yes. 
You know, just to be fair. Uh huh. To be fair. Of course. Continue. We please. should do a double feature of Amber of Heard. The, of the, um, no, fuck that. A double feature? Yeah. Triple feature? What movies has she done? Oh my god, dude. Um, so there's uh, the Stepfather remake. There's um, Aquaman. Aquaman. All, all of them. Justice are League. Um, What's it called? Oh, Drive Angry with Nicolas Cage. That sounds bad already. Um, the Stepfather remake? Yes, and I forgot. There's this other one that she was in. Um, it's about... Uh, I don't know if you remember the time where MMA was... Well, it's still the rage. But they made a movie called um, MMA. The, f- the, the Fighter? No, not The Fighter. Um, oh, there she is. Uh, she's played a high school person. Of course. Uh, God. Let me see here. She has just bad... Zombieland. Movies. The Informers. That's a good one. Pineapple Express. Never Back Down. That's the of one that course. I was talking about. Uh, the Stepfather. I've never seen this spin. Well, Alpha Dog. Well, if we do the Stepfather, we're going to do the original. We're, we're not going to do the Stepfather. Oh, okay, we'll do the original one then. The original one's pretty good. What is it? What's the step bother about? It's, it's kind of sort of based on, uh, loosely based on true events. Okay. So it's, um, it's about this man who kills his whole family and then disappears. And then when they catch him, he already, um, remarried and, you know, has, he basically changed his name. He married into a new family. A new family, and he's going to do the same thing to them? Yes. Okay. So that's the, that's what it's based on. But in the film, it's kind of like you know, um, more to the extreme where like he wants the perfect family. Okay. And if one thing is not perfect... He kills them. Yeah, and he'll move, in, he'll move on to another family. Okay. So that's the... I think the only movie that she's done that might be good is The Danish Girl. Not, uh, uh, you know what? If we, if I am able to talk you into doing an Amber Heard We're film, not going to, but continue. I say, drive angry with Nicolas Cage. The fuck is wrong with you? Well, how those, about those were when Nicolas Cage was getting any movie because he owed money to the government. Well, how about um the ward? That's the uh, John Carpenter's last film. Maybe. Okay. Maybe the ward. Maybe the ward. Because it, it is his last film. It it, is it's his last it, film. It's, it's the last film he directed. Because before that, it was uh, the Ghost of Mars, which I I want to talk about. What's and it about? Ghost of Mars is basically um assault a pre- assault on Precinct Thirteen, but in space. Okay. Uh, we had to do a t- assault on Precinct Thirteen. I'm looking at some pictures from the ward. Yeah. Not very. Uh, in, um inspired (laughs) (laughs) tell me something i don't know what to tell Tell me something moving on moving on so she did machete kills yeah that's uh that's gotta tell you enough anyways how you how you been jesse go back to the movie (laughs) um so now dude this fucking never heard rules um shut the fuck up (laughs) How about that? Team Amber. I will punch you in the dick. Um, don't do that. Um, yeah. 
<laughs> well, this movie's a fucking commercial flop, by the way. Yeah, yes. It, it, well, it, it is a cult film. It's, it's it's a cult film now. Yeah. It, it's funny because, um, not funny, but like it's like uh, I had this one friend that was like saying, like, hey, you all should do Meet the Applegates. And I'm like, maybe, I don't know. What the fuck is Meet the Applegates? Uh, it's like a sci-fi comedy thing about these bugs that infiltrate the humans for... It, it, it's 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 Ed Bagley Jr. You don't know who he is. Don't worry. I don't know who that is. That's a fine. Nobody knows. <laughs> anyway, like, and I said, like, well, no, because like we got this, this, and then we're gonna record with Fear and Loading in Las Vegas, and then he kind of dropped the Ether quote, the Devil's Candy or something. Yeah. But okay, I I don't know if we saw that episode of Family Guy where Peter took Chris and Meg out of school. And then they start doing drugs in the desert. No. And I thought that was... Oh, the callback to uh, this? Yeah, but it turns out... I guess it was a callback to the doors. But I really thought it was the fair loading. No, dude. I, I, I wouldn't be able to tell you. I don't watch a lot of uh, uh, Family Guy. I don't guess or just, fam- uh, just TV in general. Well, okay. Let's talk about moving from the depth. Um, <laughs> from the depth. Let's talk um, about Del Toro. Del Toro, because he gained forty pounds for this. I role. know he he did really well. I mean, like Benicio, when I saw his gut, Benicio I'm like, that that can't be real. And like, no, no, it was his gut. Real. He, okay, so apparently, the guy the the guy he was based on was uh, was Mexican. Yes, or Hispanic, yes. but he didn't. Um, the hunter didn't want um, to put Hispanics in a bad light, so he referred to him as Samoan, which was it's funny. Yeah, because he didn't look Samoan. Yeah, uh, Doctor Gonzo. Yeah, Gonzo, and he gave him that that um, that pen name Gonzo, and Oscar Zeta Acosta, and he disappeared. Not only did he disappear, but Gonzo. This predated. The character of God, the Muppet Gonzo. Seriously? Yes. See, Gonzo appeared in a Christmas episode of the Muppets. The Great Gonzo. Yes, in the in the in the, the, the December and uh, the December nineteen seventy, and this book came out in the summer of nineteen seventy. Really? So, yeah. I, wow. I don't know the precise dates. First appearance, the uh, great Santa Claus switch, 1970. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, like this toy predates that. So it's like, wow. Even the whole term Gonzo journalism like predates, you know, this. So. Oh, there you go. How about that? Isn't it gotcha? Was it Gonzo? Gonzo. Gonzo journalism? Gonzo journalism, yeah. Did you know? Well, not say so. And this is the fun thing uh-huh. I like about going down this rabbit hole. Yes, is that a few months earlier, I had done a, I had gone down the rabbit hole of Yeto journalism. Okay, and Yeto journalism was between the New Yorker and fuck, I forgot what their magazine it was, but it was a time where they were going back and forth and making up stories. Really, so, that's interesting. Yeah, so it's it, it, it's it's just like a wow, history is pretty good. 
but I'm just wanted to bring that up. Yeah, okay, so um, the dinosaurs thing. Yeah, that they only had like uh, nine or six of them, and they had to like recycle them. Yeah, they had a. They only had like six of them. Uh, but the whole thing—that's how he saw himself. Oh, when he was on ether. Okay, Tim is showing me. He turned around his laptop and he's showing me a picture of the cover of the Fern Loading Las Vegas for um, uh, the Duke sees himself and the uh, Gonzo. Yeah. Well, how he visions, he sees himself. So a lot of the visuals in the movie were were done from the sketches that he did for his book. Wow. Right? Yeah. So when you see a lot like those dinosaurs. Like those dinosaurs were there in the book. Like they, they, they took. There's a lot of like visual aids that they took from this. Even the the check-in lady, the he saw her like as an eel, right? Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of like visual aids that they took from this. That um, pretty much. Here I'm showing you the dinosaurs now. Let me turn this around. Uh the the orgy of dinosaurs. Because they start fucking each other. Oh, oh, damn! Yeah. So all of this is legit. Like they didn't just start like like putting in like random ass fucking things for no reason. Right. Uh, this is how Thompson was like like actually seeing these things happen. So when he wakes up from that drunken stool, right, and he has a tail like <laughs> strapped to him, it's because he wanted to be part of them. So I, I mean, it's 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 fucking weird, man. I, I, I also, by the way, I love this art. I don't know why, it's super interesting. Um, so yeah, I went on like a fucking weird like like rabbit hole when it comes to um, um, at least the art in itself is super fucking like. Uh, I haven't done drugs in a while. <laughs> uh, but um, I kind of have an idea what to get you for your for Christmas or bir- your birthday. This book, sure, it's seventy dollars. I don't know if you want to spend that much money. Well, I'm gonna get you a copy of it, okay. the, the current edition, not the original. Uh, no, dude, that like the fifty year old, like fifty. What, what I don't know about it. Um, I appreciate it. Uh, it, let's let's go to eBay. Yeah, and I'm see telling how you, I think it's like seventy bucks. The original first Amazon first. Fear and Loathing. Oh, there we go. Fear and Loathing uh, paperback. $11. Dude. I was looking at the special edition. The first edition that I see here on eBay is at four, four forty nine, dollars 50 There we go. Cool. Oh, there's another person that has it for like 904 Yeah, there you go. Bitch ass. There's another person that has it for 700 Okay, this person has it with the movie picture. Or poster. Uh huh. That's six dollars. Yeah. I know we're being very in. Uh, uh, there's like a mass. Right there's the mass market paperback. Yeah. There's the uh, collector's edition. That is uh, seventy bucks. Oh wow! This person has it for a thousand two hundred and fifty. Yeah. Well, it has unpublished photos and stuff. Okay. I gotta bring this up. I What's mean. Up? The guy, you know, took the exit. The author. Uh-huh. It just, I don't know, man. Like, just like, I don't know. 
I don't know what to say about that. Uh, but mm-hmm. I don't, I don't, I don't know what else to say. I just want to throw mm-hmm. that out there. Uh, he, he killed himself. Yeah. Yeah. You know, okay, going a little sidetrack on this. Okay. That's another reason why we probably won't have a YouTube channel. Uh-huh. Because of all the the moderation or the the flags that they have. Okay. Because he can't say certain words. He unalived himself. Yeah, unalived. Yeah. Yeah, they'll say that. They'll say, like, they're, they're unalive. Or they'll, like, initial some things. Instead of saying domestic violence, they'll say DV or SA. Or not, not, uh, hell, now I don't even want to say what they stand for now. I just want to give the initials. It's, it's, it's weird. Like, like if we do a YouTube channel, then it's like, it's like if we talk about the last house on our left, like, oh yeah, these criminals broke out and they, um, they did stuff. They did stuff to these girls and we can't say it because we'll be, we'll get penalized on the no. YouTube. So I think we're just going to stick this. Oh, well, well, if we do videos, we could have the, the, the videos on our Patreon. But that's, you know, if I, you know, want to learn a video editing. Yeah. We'll get there soon. But anyway, going back to this film, what was your favorite part? Do you have a favorite part? Oh, fuck. Do you have a least favorite part? I don't, actually. Well, the ending, maybe? Because it, it kind of just ends. Yeah. And it did, but this one didn't feel rushed. It just felt like, it just felt like black screen. <laughs> He's <laughs> driving away. Um, the movie ends like that. It felt so mundane to me. Yeah. I'm sorry. No, no, no. Be- I'm, but I think it was maybe it was done on purpose. Maybe, uh, it, it again, like I go back to this. Like I'm sorry, like I've been talking about this for 40 minutes, but it's just felt so. <laughs> there was no meaning to this. It was just like a stream of consciousness of someone drunk and and. The visuals were good, but it was just like so crazy. I don't know. Yeah, I got you. I, I, I just like I'm not saying I didn't like it. I liked it, but I just it's not high on my ranking, I'll tell you oh, that that's for fine. sure. Um my favorite moment I gotta say was oh, when they're at this drug seminar. <laughs> oh yeah. And then that guy, uh that speaker is talking about the levels of yeah. the drugs. Like yeah. hip. Is like the hip, cool, and I don't know. I forgot. Like that was kind of funny. And they're right there snorting coke. Yeah. See, but that's like that's the movie. Yeah. Right. It's it's you just going through, like someone who just had the fucking bender of a lifetime, and at the end of it, it's like, all right, gotta go back to real life. Yeah. Sure that. And then that's that's it. So this basically describes every single dad's bender. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, it was fucking. It's it's a it's an interesting movie, bro. But and I get I get what you mean. It's kind of just like a yeah. yeah. It, it it's weird because like I like films that are nick yeah, but this was so nif to the next nif. I get. I don't. I don't. I don't. I listen. The the ending for me. It, the only reason I didn't kind of like it was it kind of just it cut me off guard. The more I watch it, it it it. It it for me it was like oh okay well like I see that it's it's oh well Gonzo's gone, think shit's going down already like I get the fuck out and I did I did I did my thing I did what I had to do and now I gotta go do another assignment yeah and life goes on yeah 
Life does go on. But I, I, I do, before we end, I do got to bring out Gary Busey's um, cameo. Uh, give me a kiss. Yeah. <laughs> that was improvised. Yeah. At, at and first. they were worried. Yeah. And they were worried. But after a I don't, while, I don't think Thompson it. and uh, and the, the director liked it. No, they didn't. But I, but they they have said that you know after a while it, they they warmed up to it because yeah, it was yeah. just and it just came out of nowhere. It it did, it, it, and it kind of goes with the with the moment. Yeah, you know. But it, also, Gary Busey in general, right? <laughs> That's another fucking guy that we can talk about. Yes, I wonder if he's done any films of Amber Heard. <laughs> So, what do you rate, rank this one? Rate Fuck, man. the visuals in itself. The visuals themselves did it for me, man. Uh, I wouldn't say this is a perfect movie, but I gotta give it like an eight point five. Wow, yeah, it's it's high for me, man. Yeah, it's high for me. Uh, I just like Johnny Depp. Trying not to dick ride on Johnny Depp, but Too late. the just the director. And it's I, I got I went into like a whole rabbit hole. This movie made me just like it. It was a experience for me. I'm gonna give this film a five, four point four. I'm gonna go down. Gonna really? Get, yeah. It it was enjoy. It was a nice watch, but I just it was lost on me. I I just didn't get it. All right. I I I I, I saw this three times. Like I told you. First, it's rewatchable watch, though, and it's definitely rewatchable. It and, is, and that's why it's a cult film. A lot of people love it because it's it's it doesn't feel like it's of its time. Yeah, it's a movie that you can go back and be like, "Oh fuck, I didn't notice a dinosaur over there sucking a titty." Like, I didn't you, notice that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, but like, and then you start like cutting into the onion, and you you peel the layers, and you start noticing that like. Every single little thing, the music in itself, like kind of stuff. I, I mean, I, I fucking like that. I'm not trying to change your opinion. No, no, no. It's like this is the kind of onion that, like, I cut once and I didn't like the smell, so I just didn't go any further. Okay, that's like I'm glad you used that analogy because, like, you went further after you cut that onion yeah. and cut it more. I, I could not get past this the movie first layer. Is like a, like a, <laughs> like a finger in an orgy. <laughs> You either back out or you push yourself back into it. You back into it, Jesse. You you this movie, you back into that finger. Anywho, recommendations. <laughs> no. Okay. Um. Okay. I'm gonna recommend the early bangles from the you know, the the, the, the manic ma- the the bangles the ones that sang you know oh. just another manic Monday yeah. or walk like an Egyptian. Their songs with the police. I mean, do you guys need a record? I, I recommend the police. Sting in the police. Police. The police. The LAPD. I recommend Sting the wrestler. There you go. No, no, but like, I okay. There's a reason why I'm recommending. Like, not only that I see this YouTube documentary about the Bangles, but <laughs> the Mickey Steele. Uh huh. She was in the Runaways. She was one of the original yeah. members. I didn't know that. Yeah. That's why I'm recommending them because, like, she, she like, it's it, it like like Susanna Hoff did start the Bangles, but like it's just like, um, 
Mickey, like Mickey she, Rooney. She like you know like she's just a great artist, and she like is, it's just is. like wow. So it's like yeah, I recommend the early stuff and the Bangles because they're pretty awesome, and and check out the Runaways. Oh, I listen to Poison. Poison. I like Poison. Boy, yeah, you know a friend of mine. I love her, but bitch, she was like poison to my ears, and I'm like motherfucker. Anyway, um, that's my recommendation. So, uh, thank you, everybody, for listening to us. If you are in Laredo, Texas area, go ahead and check out um, our friends over at Infinite Apparel and Collectibles. They got a lot of great Funko Pops action figures ranging from Star Wars, G.I. Joe, Ninja Turtles, and horror films. Also, check out um, Noble Gaming Warrior. Um, It is run by our former manager, uh, Dan, if you're into D&D, Warhammer, or like to paint your little figurines, go ahead and check them out. Also, if you're into playing Digimon, Pokemon, or... Wait, did they say Magic the Gathering? Uh, uh, Dan plays Magic okay, the Gathering. Okay, so go ahead and check out um, Anthony and Liz's uh, Gaia Ultra Hyphen Hobbies. If you think you're um, fear and loading uh, Butterfree... I fucking hate you. Can take on somebody's um, Pikachu Palatsky. What? (laughs) Why? Okay. If you think that they could take on somebody's um, Jack Sparrow. First of all, (laughs) if you're really going to fucking play a Pikachu against a fucking Butterfree, depending what fucking moves you're going to play, Pikachu's a fucking electric type, but Butterfree has fucking uh, psychic type powers, so fuck off, Jesse. You don't even know how to play. That's right. Bitch ass. But I'm pretty sure you all know how to play, and you all know the address, so go ahead and check them out. Go come at me, bitches. <laughs> Thank you, everybody, for listening to us. We appreciate you all. Remember to keep on shining. Brush it. Share to like and follow our Facebook and Instagram at Troglodyte Horror and Cult Film Review or email us at troglodytehacf at gmail.com altogether lowercase. If you want to support the podcast, join our Patreon.